Welcome to Champions Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Nolan Edwards. To learn more about Champions Church, visit GodsChampions.com. He's so good. He's so good. But I have this, I have this message this morning that is um, really close to my heart today. It's very close to my heart, and I believe it's close, because I know it's close to the Father's heart, and I know it's for every single one in the room today. And it's about becoming more aware of Him. I don't know of any topic today that is more important for His church in this hour, in this time in history, and with what God wants us to do, is to become more aware of Him. I want us to open a passage to two, a couple of passages, and I'm going to springboard from there. In Psalm chapter 139, a passage that we all know really well, or we're familiar with it, is a very important one to start with today. And it says, Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. Did you know God knows everything there is to know about you? So you don't have to have any veneer. You can come in boldly by the blood of Jesus into his presence because he already knows. But he invites us to come. It says, Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. You perceive every movement of my heart and soul, and you understand my every thought before it even enters my mind. You are so intimately aware of me, Lord. You read my heart like an open book, and you know all the words I'm about to speak before I even start a sentence. You know every step I will take before my journey even begins. You've gone into my future to prepare the way, and in kindness you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. Isn't that good? Oh, God thinks of everything. I love that. You've gone into my future to prepare the way, and in kindness you follow behind me to spare me from the, harm of my, from the harm of my past. With your hand of love upon my life, you impart a blessing to me. This is just too wonderful, and too wonderful, deep and incomprehensible. Your understanding of me brings me wonder and strength. Verse 7, where could I go from your spirit? Where could I run and hide from your face? If I go to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the realm of the dead, you're there too. If I fly with wings into the shining dawn, you're there. If I fly into the radiant sunset, you're there waiting. Wherever I go, your hand will guide me. Your strength will empower me. It's impossible to disappear from you or to ask the darkness to hide me, for your presence is everywhere, bringing light into my night. There's no such thing as darkness with you. The night to you is as bright as the day. There's no difference between the two. You form my innermost being, shaping my delicate inside and my intricate outside, and wove them all together in my mother's womb. I thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. Everything you do is marvelously breathtaking. It simply amazes me to think about it, how thoroughly you know me, Lord. You even formed my every bone in my body when you created me in the secret place, carefully, skillfully shaping me from nothing to something. You saw, you, you saw who you created me to be before I became me. Before I'd even seen the light of day, the number of the days you planned for me were already, re, already recorded in your book. Every single moment you were thinking of me, how precious. Think about, I want you to hear that this morning. What I just said, what the scripture just said, every single moment you are thinking of me. Some of you think God's forgotten you. Some of you think God's lost your address. But the Bible just told you every single moment he's thinking of you. He's with you. He's for you. He hasn't lost your address. He knows where you are. He knows where you're sitting. 
He knows where you're going to lunch. Maybe. Probably. Yeah, he does. But yet, he says, every single moment you're thinking of me, how precious and wonderful to consider you, that you cherish me constantly in your every thought. Oh God, your desires toward me are more than the grains of the sand on every seashore. When I wake each morning, you're still with me. He's still with you. Every morning. He's there. Now I want you to, with that in mind, I want you to go to Romans chapter 8, verse 14 through 16. I'm going to give you a, a, several scriptures, and uh, we're going to fly through them for a moment, and then we're going to go somewhere. The, major, the mature children of God, how many mature children of God do we have in the house today? Because the mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. And you did not receive the spirit of religious duty leading you back into the fear of never being good enough, but you have received the spirit of full acceptance, enfolding you into the family of God, and you will never feel orphaned, for as he rises up within us, our spirits join him in saying the words of tender affection, beloved Father, Abba, that's right, Father. For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers, listen, as he whispers into our innermost Right now, if you listen, he's whispering into your innermost being, I love you. I love you. You're my beloved. He says, for the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being, you are God's beloved child. And then we read in Romans 8, 38 and 39. So now, so now I, 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 I live with the confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from God's love. I'm convinced that his love will triumph over death, life's troubles, fallen angels, or dark rulers in the heavens. There is nothing in our present or future circumstances that can weaken his love. There is no power above us or beneath us, no power that could ever be found in the universe that can distance us from God's passionate love, which is lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus, the anointed one. Can we say amen to this, these passages in the Word of God? How many of you know that's just not words, but that is actually God breathed His Word to you and to me? It's truth. It's refreshing to just take a moment and to pause on the truth and set our mind, our focus on that truth. What happens to us? We become blessed we become refreshed. And you know what else happens is we sense His presence. There's a song in the bridge of it. I'm reminded of it this morning. Let us become more aware of your presence. We just took a pause our minds on the, and we, we placed our minds on the truth of what God's Word says, what He actually wrote to us, inspired by the Holy Spirit, and we became mindful of His thoughts towards us, and that in that, we're aware of Him in the moment. It says in Proverbs chapter 20, verse 22, listen carefully, my ch dear children, Proverbs 4, 20 through 22. Listen carefully, my dear children, to everything I teach you and pay attention to all that I have to say. Listen, fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. Then as you unwrap my words, they will impart true life and radiant health into the very core of your being. 
Are you aware of God's presence in your daily life? We just read that God is always with us, but we don't always recognize Him. We see Him when we read the Bible or we go to the church. We go to church, we sense Him together. But what happens when Monday strikes and we, we hit the busyness of life? We're on our way to work or to school or to the store and we have this to do and that to do and this and that. Or the pressures come and the, and the, the different things of life press in on us. Are we aware of His presence? Are we aware of Him? Are we recognize Him? Are we mindful of Him? You see, to not sense the presence of God is not a God problem. We just read this, how much He's there. He thinks about us every moment. He thinks about you and about me. This is not a God problem when we don't sense Him. It's a us problem. We've read that we, He's always with us. His Spirit lives within us, so it's not a God problem. The problem arises when, when we're not mindful of Him in the present. And let me say this. In the coming days, from day, there should never be a moment when we're not aware of His presence and what God's doing, reflecting on Him. When you're having your worst day, it's because you haven't reflected and you haven't paused to think about who you are and who's he, who He is in you and who you are in Him. It means you haven't paused for that moment because the Bible already tells us in First uh, Thessalonians chapter 5 to rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Oh, how often, how often things sidetrack us, happenings sidetrack us from the moment of just resting in the presence of God. You see, to be mindful of Him is a discipline. Just like reading the Word. Just like praising prayer. To be mindful of Him. To fix your thoughts on Him is a discipline that we must learn and walk in. God is always present with us. When we put our faith in Jesus, God gives us His Spirit who dwells within us and is in us. But in the stress and the rush of life, it can be a challenge to recognize that He is with us. But yet, we are to regularly practice being in His presence. You don't have to wait to go. I got good news for you. You don't have to wait to go on vacation to have a vacation. This morning, you can pause and reflect. You can pause on, on Psalm 139, on Romans chapter 8. You can go anywhere in the Psalms, find one that is impacting you in the moment and sense God right there. It says in Psalm 46, 1 through 3, so my, my point is back to that is you can have a vacation 20 to 100 times a day. Where, are you, where is your mindset? Where is your focus? It says in Psalm 46, 1 through 3 and 10 through 11, God is our refuge. How many of God is your refuge today? And strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. And it says, be still and know I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored through the, throughout the world. The Lord of, of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. 
There are only two emotions in life. There's really two, and they come from two. And that's either the emotion of love or the emotion of fear. And how many of you know which one God gives you? Turning our attention towards God's love for us only increases our love for Him. Taking moments in your day to reflect and to connect causes us to become people of His presence, and that's the point. To be known as the people of God, the people who carry the presence of God, the people who aren't, though the storms of life come your way, it doesn't matter what's happening on the outside because on the inside, I've got it going on with the Father. It doesn't matter what happens to me in my health. It doesn't matter what happens to me. I don't care what the enemy's doing because God is greater who is in me than he that is in the world. So it really does not matter. I'm at peace. I'm at joy. Then the Lord, the world can give me this joy. And the world definitely cannot take it. So no matter what comes, no matter what storm is on the outside, I have nothing storms going on on the inside. I just have peace. Because my mind is set on Him. I'm not losing my connection. We stay connected. If you remain in me and my word remains in you, that's a constant flow. We would never, ever get up in the morning and forget to have a drink of water before we stepped out of the house. We need that refreshing. We would never, ever think of missing a meal because we might pass out. Some of you more than others. There's some things we would never, ever, ever forget to do in this life. But sometimes... It's amazing to me how we forget things. The one who purposed us, the created us, designed us, who is life, who gave life, and has a purpose for this life. Oh, how we're easily distracted. How we're easily persuaded, dissuaded, discouraged. Why? We lose our focus to the one. My brothers and sisters, I propose to you that that never, ever for the child of God should be so. Oh, I forgot to take a drink of water today. Really? How's that going to go for you in three days? I forgot to take it. Third day in a row, I forgot to get a drink of water. I forgot to focus on his presence today. It's vital. Vital connection. As you remain in me and my word remains in you, then we get to a point of ask what you will because our will is connected to his. We never lose contact. We never lose the connection. We tuned into the God channel and I ain't changing, turning the channel. God is my refuge, not all, some of the time, but all the time. He's my strength. He's not a part-time God. So I will not serve Him part-time. So there's only two basic, there's basic, two basic emotions in life. There's either fear or there's love. To be aware of God's love causes us to rest in the moment. We can take a pause at any point of our day and be encouraged and blessed by the fact of His amazing, incredible, overwhelming love for us. And what the enemy does, like he did with Adam and Eve, he comes to you and says, does God really say that? Did God really mean that? And he's just keeping something from you. But let me tell you something. God will never, ever keep anything from you. He's already given his best, his son. Why won't he give you the rest? He's faithful. Don't give in to the lie. The point of our focus, our attention, what our minds are dwelling upon is a key factor to what kind of day we're going to have on a regular basis. The storms of life will come, but the storm that is happening around you never needs to become a storm that happens within you. 
You become storm-proof. How many want to be storm-proof? I recognize today that we got some, what you see, we're in a process. I think this week, the whole facility is going to be professionally painted again, praise God. Hallelujah, right? And so it's all oxidized and, you know, paint around here the last 10, 12 years in Florida, and then it just baked the snot out of it, and now it's just chalky. It has no ceiling factor. So what you see out there, it, trust me, it's not done. And it's, how many of you know it's a process to get these things done? And uh, so we got a new roof over here that had a bunch of leaks, and then we've gotten the stucco done. That's about $12,000 worth of stucco work that's been done so that the main leaks are gone. But then we found out today, because you go through this process, and so the painting's going to happen, I think, this week. But you go through a process, and you go through a process, like over here, we have this, we've had this leak over the cafe, and I'm like, oh, well, maybe, possibly, that, that, that stucco uh, was the problem, and so we got that sealed. Well, there's still a leak there, because there's a roof there that is leaking water that that little section, that section there, above the cafe and over to the left, over the women's restroom, needs to be replaced. And so there's leaks coming down still, and I'm like, oh, great. But there's a process. But sometimes, too, for you, there's a process of the storms of life getting in because of your thinking is not adjusting to what God says about you and what the Word of God says about you. So when the storms of life come, they actually affect you on the inside. And so you need to see where it's leaking, where it's coming in into your life because of your wrong, adjusted thinking. Maybe you're thinking as someone that, well, whatever it is, you need to make adjustments through the Word of God and then rest in the promises of God so that you become storm-proof. And the leaks of the enemy don't come and penetrate and mess things up in your life. See, he has absolute, listen to me, he has absolutely zero authority except that which you allow within. Zero. He's a non-factor unless you factor him in. Do you hear me this morning? You're storm-proof. You're the chosen. You're the blood-bought. He can't touch you. Unless you let him in. I like what Bill Johnson says. He says, I only deal with the devil long enough to put a target on him and then get rid of him out of the situation, in essence. So you have authority. Turn to somebody next to you and say, you have authority. You're not some kind of mamby-pamby. No, you're more than an overcomer through Jesus Christ. All right, let's move on. It says, you see, by being more aware of his presence within you, the storm that you are walking through, we become storm-proof. It says in Isaiah, I love this passage. You got to just get this one in your belt of truth. Isaiah 26, verse 3 you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. Listen, all, those, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Where are your thoughts? Listen, there are going to be many thoughts in life. And there's some thoughts that come in here, they're like invasive thoughts, or they're this thought and that thought. Well, that's why you need the Word of God to be that plumb line for your life. So in the Holy, you can come and, and, and you can ask Holy Spirit uh, and you can pause and, and not, get it, not get it up in arms when, you're, when you have invasive thoughts. You don't let your emotions go crazy. But then come into alignment. Okay, so this is what I have input. Does that line up with God's Word? No, it doesn't. So therefore, I reject that thought and I bring in what God said. So therefore, I don't lose contact. If you remain in me and my word remains in you. Anybody hearing this this morning? 
Why? Because there's all kinds of information being flooded to you through the false media, through all the different scenarios. The wackiness of our society right now. You need to know what the plumb line is, and it has to be the Word of God. It says in Proverbs 20, 30, uh, I'm sorry, Proverbs chapter 4, 20 through 23, it says, listen carefully, my dear children, to everything that I teach you and pay attention to all that I say. Fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. In Mark chapter 4, Mark chapter 4, Jesus modeled for us, he was the ultimate model for how to live this life supernaturally empowered. Leaning upon God in every moment. Focusing on the kingdom of God. Listening. And the kingdom of God came near because he was always focused on the kingdom and what the Father's doing. He says, I never say unless I hear my Father say it. I don't do unless I see my Father do it. So he's always connected. He's vitally connected. He showed us and modeled us how to go about this life. He was in a storm, but it didn't impress him. It didn't impress him. He was asleep in the boat. The disciples go, this is bad. This is really bad. We're going to sink. Don't you care that we're dying? And Jesus goes, <clears throat> what? Oh, a storm? Shut up. <laughs> I mean, and then he goes, hey, guys, uh, you need to improve your faith a little bit. You know, when Jesus is in your boat, you ain't going to sink. And last time I know, his spirit is inside you. You're not going to sink. <laughs> In Mark 4, Mark, Jesus modeled for us. So he rose up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And it was still. And the wind ceased and there was great calm. Jesus was more aware of the kingdom of God, which is defined by peace. You have to have peace in order to give it away. You can't walk through this life all upset and allowing thoughts to be all in your emotions and, and all your, your soul to be disrupted because the things on the outside are affecting you on the inside. And you get to a point where you're not trusting the Lord with all your heart and leaning not to your own understanding. Actually, that's what you're doing is leaning to your own understanding instead of His ways, His word, and, and resting in His promises. So therefore, you're in turmoil you're anxious about everything instead of anxious for nothing, and therefore your day is chaotic, and you can't wait till your life uh, this week is over. Can we go to next week? Anybody got the T-shirt to that one? You don't have to raise your hand. Burned it. Good. You have to be at peace in order to give it away. Abiding in peace is what makes you and I a threat to any storm. Oh, there's the point. We're not only about calming the storm within us, but we're to release the peace of God so that other people's storms cease as well on the inside. Jesus was commissioning the disciples to carry the very currency of heaven, peace, into every house and every storm that required what, was, what, his, what his presence released. I like what Bill Johnson said. He's one of my mentors from afar. One of them. The Bill says this. He says, we have authority over any storm we can sleep in. We have authority over any storm we can sleep in. I want to remind you of an amazing, another amazing passage. I'm giving you a lot of passages today, but I love his word. Do you love his word? It's an amazing to me, listen, it's amazing to me, we were in men's group this week, we were talking about why you can trust the Word, why you can trust the Bible. Did you know, if you didn't know, you're going to know, that the Bible was written over 1,600 years by 40 authors, three languages on three continents. If that doesn't amaze you, you're not fully thinking this out. 1,600 years, 40 authors, three continents, three languages. But yet it loses zero continuity. The theme 
continue. His word is true. I can trust the word of God. It's infallible. It's God-breathed. It's prophetic in nature. It does what it says it's going to do. That's why we need the word in here and in here. We're transformed. Do not be of this world, but be transformed, Romans 12, 1 and 2, by the renewing of your mind. That renewing comes by meditating on what you focus on, what you meditate on. Somebody say amen. It says in Psalm 23, verse 4, even when your path takes me through the valley of the deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. Man, I... <laughs> some of you guys are just sleeping right now. Because what I just read to you, she just go, Jesus. Some of you are thinking about lunch. Well, come back and talk, think about this for a moment. Some of you need to go on a diet anyway, so don't worry. Even when your path takes me through the valley of the deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely, for you are near. Now that is a pause moment to go, oh. When the enemy and life says you're all alone, you're nothing, you're rejected, you're by yourself, you go back and say, oh, really? The Bible says the comfort, you, the, the comfort of your love takes me away from my fear, Father, and I'll never be lonely for you are near. I'll never, ever be lonely for you are near. Then it says in Psalm 23, 5, right after that, you become my delicious feast even when my enemies dare to fight. You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of you until my cup overflows. I'm telling you, if you have a bad day every day, it's your fault. If you wake up and you have a bad day every day, that means you forgot to take a drink of water of the Word of God. That means you forgot who you are. That means you forgot that God saved you. He set you free, and he's got a plan for your life. It means you got brain dead, and that means that you are not focusing on the truth, and you're listening to the enemy. That's the only reason ever that you have a bad day. We always reflect the nature of the world we are most aware of. I want you to hear that. We always reflect the nature of the world we're most aware of. We reflect our citizenship in heaven when we become more aware of those realities than the ones that we're presently facing. It says in Colossians, I love this, Colossians 3, 1 and 2, it says, Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. I love what I love what uh, Trevon said this morning. Don't you love Trevon? I love that brother. God, I'm telling you, God's raising up powerful leaders in this house. He's one of them. Michael, he's one of them. Crystal, their wives. Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. This is why we are to yearn for all that is above. For that's where Christ sits enthroned at the place of power, honor, and authority. Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm. And listen, fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. Anybody catching the theme yet? Hmm. Oh, yeah. I get it now. See, heaven is filled with perfect confidence and peace, while this world is filled with chaos and mistrust in God. Have you noticed that? We are ambassadors. Say with me, I'm an ambassador. I'm not of this, say this with me, I'm not of this world. 
are representatives of heaven and earth. We're in this world, but not of this world. We, we're literally a gate that brings the realities of heaven to the earth. The confidence of heaven, the peace, the rest and joy, and the wholeness of God's word flows through us to the degree we are aware of these heaven realities. What you're focused on, what you're mindful of, the Bible, Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, What? Mind. Strength. I would propose to you that it's hard to love the Lord your God with all of your heart if your mind isn't focused on Him and His Word. Some of you need to get off of personal pilot and away from autopilot and let Jesus take the wheel of your life. Personal pilot means I'm doing what I think I need to do. I'll consult him when I have a problem. And then autopilot means I don't know. God will do something one day and I'm just going to do, do whatever I want. And then there's Jesus take the wheel, and then we walk in purpose, destiny, hope, joy. <laughs> we become storm-proof. We actually become people who carry his presence because he leads my life. And I can't imagine ever anything else. He's vital to me. Heaven is filled with perfect confidence and peace. When we're more aware of the conquering, unshakable kingdom that we have been purchased into, our approach to darkness will change. We won't live in a place of struggle, but from a position of guaranteed victory. Listen, there is an enemy that's real, but he's already defeated. Don't put him in a place of victory. Put him in his place of, vic of being defeated. The enemy is strategic about sidetracking our focus. And if we're always mindful of demonic strategies and tactics of darkness, we will live on the defensive. And that is not the position that we should ever take. So we nurture, what happens is, is we nurture a survivor mentality just trying to get through another day. I'm going to encourage you one, with one more thought today. I want you to re recognize today that God loves you so much. And there's some of you that need to hear this point right now. God had me insert this last night. There's fire in delayed answers. There's promotion being offered in how you face delay and opposition. Those things that you face are not meant for your destruction, but for your growth. Hear me. I believe this is the word of the Lord for several in this room today. It's in these moments that we don't put our attention on the enemy and his deception, the storm and its effects, but we set our mind on the goodness of God and rest in who we are in him. We rest in the fact that he will do only what is best for us. We focus on the one who is limitless in power, he's limitless in wisdom and in strength. If you're in the storm right now, you're not alone. You're not forgotten. And if you pause for a moment, you will sense him right there beside you. He's working on your behalf. Listen, you are building character and endurance. That is what God's doing in you. So rejoice. You're, he's building character 
He's building endurance, so rejoice. You're building a faith muscle for your next season, for your promotion. This is where you to stay focused on his goodness, stay focused on what he has not forgotten you, and God is going to finish what he started. You're not alone. At the point of your possible greatest disappointment is definitely your invitation for your greatest success. And this is where several of you are right now. And God is telling you to come into this place and rest. Get back into that place of the throne zone. Get in that place of His presence. Never leave it. If you remain in me and my word remains in you, then there's coming a point. He's saying, ask, and it will be done. I want you to understand something. I was talking with our revival group this last week in Bethel, and somebody talked about uh, Ray posed the question. Ray's our revival group leader, and he posed the question, and it led to this discussion. One of the things the Lord reminded me of that sometimes God doesn't deliver you from the fire, but He delivers you in the fire. Sometimes he doesn't deliver you from the fire, but he delivers you in the middle of it. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were on a journey of intimacy with God. I will not bow to any idol. I will not bow to any man's idol. They were determined not to worship. They were determined, I will not worship any man. I am for God and God alone, and I trust Him come what may. They were at peace. Though they were then now thrown into the fire by a, a, a crazy king that wanted all the glory. And they said, in due respect, sir, we will not bow. I will not bow, come what may. So God could have just sent someone right then and said, Yeah, they're not going in there. But don't you know as they're picking them up to take them in, and the guys that are carrying them actually fall to the ground and die. The heat was so intense that they literally fell to the ground and died as they were passing them into the fire. Say say with me, that's hot. Then the cords around their wrist burned off. But they're still standing there. They go, hey, I'm free. You're free. I'm free. And then they noticed that there was someone standing next to them. (laughs) Jesus. Many theologians believe that where it says the angel of the Lord in that case was Jesus who showed up in the midst of their fire. And I wonder what they said to each other. They were determined not to bow to any idols and not to worship. But they ended up worshiping like they never had before. You see, it doesn't matter if you get into your promised land and giants are facing you. When God is leading you into there, you never lose. Get into an anxious moment. You get into a praise moment. And know that the giants that you're facing are there for you to conquer through Jesus Christ within you. You may be led into the fire, but Jesus is in the fire. And he will set you free. You know what else happened in that story? Be reminder. A whole nation was commanded by that same king. You will serve the Lord God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And you will worship him only. Probably said, or you're going to die. The guy was crazy. 
So the release of the peace of God through your life will happen as the peace of God is dwelt upon by your mind, within your heart, within your life. You never lose connection. You're always connected, vitally connected. So that you release life. And that's the point. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. And one, the next command is equal and close to it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Let's stand up. Let's stand up. Oh, there was, quickly, the word I gave you a minute ago. There were two words, two passages that I sensed the Lord wanted me to tell you today. You ready? You might need to write it down because some of you, you're going to go, that's for me. Are you ready? Are you listening? 2 Peter 3, 9. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. As some understand slowness, instead he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Habakkuk 2, 3. This is along with it. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. It seems slow. Wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. If that's for you, receive it. Because I know the Lord told me to give that. 2 Peter 3, 9. Habakkuk 2, 3. Now rest. I'm going to put a prayer up here today. And it's something that you can take a picture of or you can just follow along. But it's a prayer that I felt appropriate for the moment. Maybe you can make it your prayer too. Father, keep my mind set on things that are above, not beneath. Help me to be more aware of heavenly realities than present circumstances, than present circumstances on the earth. Show me, Father, how to navigate through the, the, this thought process. Father, I don't want to be detached from what is going on here. At the same time, I don't want to be moved by what I see. Show me how to partner with you to relate the realities of heaven into situations on earth that you need your solution. Jesus' name. Amen. Do you agree with that prayer? Amen. I'm going to ask our team to come forward and this may strike a, a note in you. Maybe you've gotten into emotional overload and distrust, even to God. And you take things in your own hands or you you get to a point where you've gotten into anxiousness instead of rest and focusing on Him. He's calling us to this place, the secret place of the Most High, that place where we practice His presence, that place where we're mindful of Him. We don't forget we are constantly connected. I just want to invite you. Maybe you're here and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Oh, well, welcome. We want you to come. Jesus paid it all. He's paid the price. He gave his life. And he loves you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So I want to invite you that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Just come. If you're uh, here and you need prayer or for your health or for the thing, some of what I've just been preaching on. Maybe you need to build an altar. Just be obedient to the Spirit of God. So, Father, I just thank you. I thank you, Father, for what you're doing in this house. Father, that you're taking us on a journey of deeper intimacy with you. 
that we flow in a place of not being anxious, but of rejoicing always, praying without ceasing, and in everything giving thanks. Father, we want to partner with you. So we get to a point of ask what you will, because our will is your will. That we release heaven on the earth. Wherever we go, we release the peace of God that's going on on the inside. For our internal realities become our external realities. Thank you, Father. So, if you guys would extend your hand this morning, I want to pray some blessings over you. Just close your eyes. And extend your hand to receive. I declare over your life, number 624 through 26. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. I declare over you, Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I declare over you 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 16 and 17. May our Lord Jesus Christ Himself and God our Father who loved us and by His grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope Encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. And I declare this over you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to Champions Church Sermon of the Week. Be sure to subscribe for more content each week. If you'd like to learn how you can partner with us, visit GodsChampions.com.